Hello and welcome to the Lazy Book Club podcast, the book club for those who don't want to read or leave the house. My name is Matt Gonzalez. Oh, it's David Cox. And I'm Josh Matheson. So this week we're looking at chapters 33 and 34 of Pinocchio. It is the penultimate week. I know. We're nearly there. What a journey. We feel like we've been reading this forever, but it feels like only yesterday that a piece of wood was calling someone Palandina or whatever it was. The uh... Pinocchio. Yeah. I missed that voice <laughs> yeah. so much. I'd actually forgotten about him. I'm not going to say we wasted it, but like... Well, Geppetto must come back at some point. Come on. He must be part of the happy ending. Surely. So last week we left Pinocchio having spent five months in the land of toys, waking up with donkey ears... And going over to Lampwick's house with a tote bag on his head. And they kind of did the, ah, you both got the Spider-Man moment. I'm glad they found the humour in it. Yes, exactly. But I think it's also because they probably haven't realised that this is now the slippery slope into something much darker, as we found out in the mini blurb, where apparently Pinocchio is going to be taken to some kind of place to be taught tricks and then he becomes lame and then someone threatens to make him into a drum do you not think that in in the land of toys that like there might have been some like rumor going around it's like oh yeah you see jeff he started turning into a donkey and you know that you know that chody bloke he started making him. He put some tap shoes on and he started making him drive the car how are they suppressing this information because I know that Pinocchio travelled there with a tote bag on his head, so no one probably saw him travel to Lampwick's house with the donkey ears. But how does the wagon driver know when boys suddenly start turning? Because there was, what, 100 boys in that wagon? So did they, is it by the amount of time you spend in toy, the land of toys before you start changing? Or is it a mental state that caused you to start changing? Like, what's... I don't know. Maybe we'll get some some insight into that. Do you have a strong immune donkey system? Because obviously he's turned up straight away to collect them, like knowing that they've started turning into donkeys. True. So unless he has like some kind of alarm or security cameras everywhere, maybe he's got CCTV everywhere and he's... He's got it on his little day-by-day calendar. He rips it off and he's like, oh, three more yeah, turning into Pinocchio donkeys be today. today. He's becoming a bit of an ass. <laughs> <laughs> he was always an ass. That's the problem. <laughs> a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah. I mean, should we just jump in? It's, we're not going to be able to come up with anything crazier than what was in the chapter. Mini this book. has been the problem. This has been the main problem. We yeah. we are not we are not as funny as what happens in this book. No, but I think that was <laughs> what was so momentous and uh, record breaking uh, about last episode is that two full points were awarded. I One, I feel like David uh, was more deserving. I've, I've not let it down. I've, I've got a certificate that I've made. <laughs> You've laminated before. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, I don't know how we can top that. Um, no. I'm going to get says, one billionth this week. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so right back to humble yeah, you. Same. Yeah, humble down. Go on then. Let's jump in. 33. Let's go for it. Chapter 33. Very sad and downcast were the two poor fellows as they stood and looked at each other. Outside the room, the little man grew more and more impatient and finally gave the door such a violent kick that it flew open. With his usual sweet smile on his lips, he looked at Pinocchio and Lampwick and said to them, Fine work, boys. You have brayed well. 
so well that I recognised your voices immediately and here I am. He's so creepy. That's me, isn't it? I'm really what's making him creepy. It's the way that he's described so nice, nicely, is what makes it so creepy. It's a a sinister niceness. Timothy Spall. I was just about to say that. Are both very conniving. Yes. Yes, everything's played through a smile. Yeah, definitely. And, but, you know, but you can tell they're just not all right. So, Tim, if you're listening. Uh... <laughs> but it's because he's a very good actor. Yeah. Obviously, he's not like in real life. He's probably lovely. He doesn't kick pigeons in real life. Or anything, <laughs> like... On hearing this, the two donkeys bowed their heads in shame, dropped their ears and put their tails between their legs. At first... The little man petted and caressed them and smoothed down their hairy coats. Then he took out a curry comb and worked over them until they shone like glass. I don't know what a curry comb is. A comb made of rows of metallic teeth or serrated ridges and it's used used especially to curry horses. Apparently currying horses is a thing. Imagine like bike gears, like... A row of teeth, a row of teeth, a row of teeth, but pointing upwards rather than outwards. It basically looks like the inside of Jaws' mouth. Yes. Yeah. A bear trap without the spring that's going to snap. snap. Yeah, I was going to say bear trap. So it yeah. must be for like really coarse hair then to try and... Yeah, you know, I think so. Curry favour as if to like groom... Groom the favour. I could brush. buy that. Because I was assumed curry favour and I never thought, well, that's weird. Like they, yeah. can't, mean, they can't mean a madras. <laughs> no. <laughs> Satisfied with the looks of the two animals, he bridled them and took them to the marketplace far away from the land of toys in the hope of selling them at a good price. In fact, he did not have to wait very long for an offer. Lampwick was bought by a farmer whose donkey had died the day before. This is literally War Horse. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to go into it, but they're donkeys. Mm. War they're donkey. Gonna, they're going to... They're gonna... <laughs> They're going to meet years down the line. Joey boy, I'll see you again. (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly it becomes a lot less dignified riding into battle on a donkey. (laughs) (laughs) Calvary, charge. (laughs) It's like Blackpool Pleasure Beach. Just like walking along. (laughs) With a musket. (laughs) Pinocchio went to the owner of a circus who wanted to teach him to do tricks for his audiences. And now do you understand what the little man's profession was? This horrid little being, whose face shone with kindness, went about the world looking for boys. (laughs) (laughs) Never not funny. (laughs) Lazy boys. Boys who hated books. (laughs) <laughs> That's us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, We'd all be donkeys, boys. We literally would knock be. on the door. Yeah. The lazy donkey club. Uh, I hope he wears a mask. <laughs> boys who wanted to run away from home. Boys who were tired of school. All these were his joy and his fortune. He took them with him to the land of toys and let them enjoy themselves to their heart's content. When, after months of all play and no work, they became little donkeys, he sold them on the marketplace. So it is just a time thing. They get to a certain age there and they just start to turn. That's it. But uh, it's got to be years of doing nothing, it seems. Mm. In a few years, 
he had become a millionaire. I mean, he's basically a slave trader, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's exactly what it it's is. It's just that because he's turned the boys into donkeys, people don't know that he's basically selling people for money. I think this would get in the Italian news at some point, all these boys going missing. You'd hope so. You would think, right? Mm. But maybe in that era, they just go, if someone goes missing, it's not like, you know, on here, it, it makes the news there. They're like, oh, we lost someone. We oh, lost well. another one. It's yeah. fine. That's why we've got eight kids. <laughs> what happened to Lampwick? My dear children, I do not know. Pinocchio, I can tell you, met with great hardships, even from the first day. After putting him in a stable, his new master filled his manger with straw, but Pinocchio, after tasting a mouthful, spat it out. Then the man filled the manger with hay, but Pinocchio did not like that any better. And then this uh, circus master... Spix. I'm trying to think of, yeah, a showbizy voice. Unless you make him like the cinema man or the X Factor man. What do you think? X Factor's closest to what I think we're... Yeah, I think X Factor's more exciting as well. Tonight! Yeah. So cinema man's more like suspense building, whereas X Factor is hype building. So let's go for the hype building. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) I love the first thing he said was like a a noise. Look, I didn't make it up. It's what's written in the book. Yeah. (laughs) Ah! You don't like hay either, he cried angrily. Wait, my pretty donkey, I'll teach you not to be so peculiar. He doesn't know that this is a boy that's been turned into a donkey. So he's like, this is weird. This donkey won't eat hay. Without more ado, he took a whip and gave the donkey a hearty blow across the legs. Pinocchio screamed with pain. And as he screamed, he brayed. Oh... I can't digest straw. Then eat the hay, answered his master, who understood the donkey perfectly. Hay gives me a headache. (laughs) (laughs) I love that he's interrupting himself. Yeah, it's great. That's so Pinocchio. Do you pretend by any chance that I should feed you duck or chicken? Asked the man again, and angrier than ever, he gave poor Pinocchio another lashing. At that second beating, Pinocchio became very quiet and said no more. After that, the door of the stable was closed and he was left alone. It was many hours since he had eaten anything, and he started to yawn from hunger. As he yawned, he opened a mouth as big as an oven. Finally, not finding anything else in the manger, he tasted the hay. After tasting it, he chewed it well, closed his eyes and swallowed it. This hay is not too bad, he said to himself. But how much happier I should be if I had studied. Just now, instead of hay, I should be eating some good bread and butter. Patience! Next morning, when he awoke, Pinocchio looked in the manger for more hay, but it was all gone. He had eaten it all during the night. He tried the straw, but as he chewed away at it, he noticed to his great disappointment that it tasted neither like rice nor like macaroni. I don't know why he was expecting macaroni, but sure. No. 
patience, he repeated as he chewed. If only my misfortune might serve as a lesson to disobedient boys who refuse to study. Patience! Have patience! Patience indeed! shouted his master just then as he came into the stable. Do you think, perhaps, my little donkey, that I have brought you here only to give you food and drink? Oh, no! (laughs) You are to help me earn some fine gold pieces. Do you hear? Come along. I am going to teach you to jump and bow, to dance a waltz and a polka, and even to stand on your head. Wow, I'd go to that show. (laughs) <laughs> a donkey standing on his head. That's pretty impressive. I mean, I've seen the Olympics where they do those, the show jumping stuff and it's like... Dressage. The, yeah, the dressage. They're quite agile, but like, but I've never seen anyone do a handstand or a backflip. Poor Pinocchio, whether he liked it or not, had to learn all these wonderful things. But it took him three long months and cost him many, many lashings before he was pronounced perfect. The day came at last when Pinocchio's master was able to announce an extraordinary performance. The announcements posted all around the town and written in large letters read thus. Great spectacle tonight. Leaps and exercises by the great artists and the famous horses of the company. First public appearance of the famous donkey called Pinocchio, the star of the dance. The theatre will be as light as day. Is it kind of meant to be slightly ironic that, you know, Pinocchio is a marionette. He was made originally to perform, kind of ran away from that and has now kind of been forced into that profession. You don't follow showbiz. Showbiz follows (laughs) you, darling. (laughs) (laughs) You don't choose the business. (laughs) <laughs> those sort of phrases that people tell you it's like well oh you did. I know. yeah no, <laughs> that night as you can well imagine the theatre was filled to overflowing one hour before the show was scheduled to start not an orchestra chair could be had not a balcony seat nor a gallery seat not even for their weight in gold the place swarmed with boys and girls of all ages and sizes wriggling and dancing about in a fever of impatience to see the famous donkey dance. When the first part of the performance was over, the owner and manager of the circus, in a black coat, white knee breeches and patent leather boots, presented himself to the public and in a loud, pompous voice made the following statement. Most honoured friends, gentlemen, And ladies! We chose the right voice. Mm -hmm. Your humble servant, the manager of the theatre, presents himself before you tonight in order to introduce you to the greatest, the most famous donkey in the world. (laughs) A donkey that has had the great honour in his short life of performing before kings and queens and emperors and all the great courts of Europe. We thank you for your attention. Just making it up, though. Yeah, it's a complete lies. It just shows you how ridiculous kind of theatre and spectacle was in this time as well, where, like, a donkey is packing out a theatre. Star of the show. A donkey. Bugger all to do. Yeah. Bugger all to do. 
bugger all to do. It's like Bargarol when that do. headless chicken went on tour around America. Oh, I love this. That's, that's Mike a, that's the a chicken. Podcast that me and Matt listened to. Yeah. Very funny. Yeah, but the, <laughs> that's what was counted as, like, you know, entertainment in these times. This speech was greeted by much laughter and applause. And the applause grew to a roar when Pinocchio, the famous donkey, appeared in the circus ring. He was handsomely arrayed. A new bridle of shining leather with buckles of polished brass was on his back. Two white camellias. I don't know what a camellia is. They're flowers. Oh, okay. So he's got a little flower crown on. Great. Yeah. Two white camellias were tied to his ears. Ribbons and tassels of red silk adorned his mane, which was divided into many curls. A great sash of gold and silver was fastened around his waist, and his tail was decorated with ribbons of many brilliant colours. He was a handsome donkey indeed. Isn't it mental that this is the most dignified Pinocchio's been in this <laughs> world? <It's> so true. <laughs> He, historically, he's been sort of naked, like in a naked, potato sack, clinging onto his little dough hat. Yeah, dough hat, paper <laughs> shirt. Like he's just been such a car crash up to now. Like for him to be sort of adored as a donkey is like the highest irony. Yeah, of them all. I just love the idea of him sitting in a dressing room getting ready for the show as well, like having <gasps> a wiggy curl his hair and. La, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> he's got like a he's got one of those like essential oil steamers going and is <laughs> he's got mood lighting <laughs> unique new york unique new york the manager when introducing him to the public added these words most honored audience i shall not take your time tonight to tell you of the great difficulties which i have encountered while trying to tame this animal since I found him in the wilds of Africa. Observe, I beg of you, the savage look of his eye. All the means used by centuries of civilization in subduing wild beasts failed to this case. I had finally to resort to the gentle language of the whip in order to bring him to my will. <laughs> That's not supposed to be impressive. He should have lied that he is like a donkey whisperer. He should have. He basically done. saying, "I beat him. <laughs> I didn't have enough skill, so I had to beat him senseless." Yeah. Well done. With all my kindness, however, I never succeeded in gaining my donkey's love. He is still today as savage as the day I found him. He still fears and hates me, but I have found in him one great redeeming feature. Do you see this little bump on his forehead? It is the bump which gives him his great talent of dancing and using his feet as nimbly as a human being. <laughs> I love that. Admire him, oh, signore, and enjoy yourselves. I let you now be the judges of my success as a teacher of animals. Before I leave you, I wish to state that there will be another performance tomorrow night. If the weather threatens rain, the great spectacle will take place at 11 o'clock in the morning. This is a lot of admin now. I don't yeah. feel like this is necessary for the book. Woo. 
No. If you have a child, they can pay £2.50 (laughs) for a bumper seat. Please do not smoke in the theatre. Reduce tickets on (laughs) ticks.com. If you have sweets, please open them now so we don't (laughs) rustle during the show. To be fair, if it was Lewis Carroll, he would have done like a fire drill. It's true. (laughs) Yeah, it's very true. There would have been a dance associated with the fire drill Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, we'd have met some of the ushers. Just like... (laughs) The manager bowed and then turned to Pinocchio and said, Ready, Pinocchio! Before starting your performance, salute your audience! Pinocchio obediently bent his two knees to the ground and remained kneeling until the manager, with the crack of the whip, cried sharply, Walk! The donkey lifted himself on his four feet and walked around the ring. Amazing. (laughs) That's all he did. A few minutes passed and again the voice of the manager called, Quick step! And Pinocchio obediently changed his step. Gallop! And Pinocchio galloped. Full speed! And Pinocchio ran as fast as he could. Is the audience just going, Oh, 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 yes, oh, oh, yes, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, he's got to build it up. You can't get him jumping through flames. Exactly. You've got to get the excitement but, to build. But anyone who's been to a petting zoo has seen a donkey walk. Like, that's not... The, the donkeys walk in the market every day. That's not something to shout yeah, about. I've never seen one gallop, to be fair. A donkey gallop, yeah, fair enough. Which is exciting. And then you're like, oh, building the excitement, building the tension. Oh, and now he's going to do it, you know, like whilst, you know, whistling or something. And then it's going to be great. Here we go. Let's see what happens after full speed. Yeah. As he ran, the master raised his arm and a pistol shot rang in the air. At the shot, the little donkey fell to the ground as if he were really dead. A shower of applause greeted the donkey as he arose to his feet. Cries and shouts and hand clappings were heard on all sides. At all that noise, Pinocchio lifted his head and raised his eyes. There, in front of him, in a box, sat a beautiful woman. Around her neck she wore a long gold chain, from which hung a large medallion. On the medallion was painted the picture of a marionette. That picture is of me. That beautiful lady is my fairy, said Pinocchio to himself, recognising her. He felt so happy that he tried his best to cry out, Oh, my fairy, my own fairy! But instead of words, a loud braying was heard in the theatre, so loud and so long that all the spectators, men, women and children, but especially the children, burst out laughing. Donkey noises are funny. Pretty funny. Then, in order to teach the donkey that it was not good manners to bray before the public, the manager hit him on the nose with the handle of the whip. The poor little donkey stuck out a long tongue and licked his nose for a long time in an effort to take away the pain. But what was his grief when on looking up at the boxes, he saw that the fairy had disappeared He felt himself fainting, his eyes filled with tears, and he wept bitterly. No one knew it, however, least of all the manager, who, cracking the whip, cried out, 
Bravo, Pinocchio! Now, show us how gracefully you can jump through the rings! Pinocchio tried two or three times, but each time he came near the ring, he found it more to his taste to go under it. The fourth time, at a look from his master, he leaped through it, but as he did so, his hind legs caught in the ring and he fell to the floor in a heap. When he got up, he was lame and could hardly limp as far as the stable. So wait, he got lame just from the ring getting caught in his leg? I mean, I don't know if he's lame in the permanent sense. Oh, okay. Maybe he just twisted his ankle or something. Yeah, I guess so. He's got to be stretched off. Pinocchio! We want Pinocchio! We want the little donkey! <laughs> cried the boys from the orchestra, saddened by the accident. Apparently they were saddened. Oh, you never have known it from that. No, reading. it was very aggressive, that voice. <laughs> it's very hard to make this sound sad. Yeah, oh, oh, and genuine as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No one saw Pinocchio again that evening. The next morning, the veterinary, that is the animal doctor, declared that he would be lame for the rest of his life. Oh. oh. Sorry, that's really funny. Off to the glue factory then. <laughs> You're lame. <laughs> no, not the word lame, just like, just the fact, it's just like, oh, oh can it get lame. worse? Hold my beer. What do I want with a lame donkey? said the manager to the stable boy. Take him to the market and sell him! When they reached the square, a buyer was soon found. And then the buyer... No one who something. wants to buy a lame donkey is going to be up to any good, are they? Um, I, I was thinking of a voice. Uh, I was on a walk today. Mm. and I, I, it's, a, it's a voice I enjoy. Okay. Uh, do you remember Johnny Vegas when he did the PG Tips adverts with his <laughs> sidekick Monkey? I do. It's a very, it's a very uh, croaky man accent like that. Yeah, I do remember it uh, well. Monkey, yep. can you do that? Yes, so I can. Every time you say do a false start, you say Monkey. <laughs> 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 we haven't had enough of his punctuation, um, like P- uh, punctuation okay. notes. Okay. Yeah, I really we we need to crescendo. Very okay, and, and like we need we I, I'm thinking we need a musical one soon. As I well. like the so. idea. Yeah, we've not done any singing uh, voices this this book. Oh, I'm so glad you remembered that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll go. We'll go, Johnny Vegas. How much did you ask for for that little lame donkey, monkey? <laughs> <laughs> it rhymes. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Four dollars. I'll give you four cents, monkey. <laughs> Why is it in dollars and cents? I don't know. Is that in the translation? Like. I mean, was it, it uh, Italian currency was what lira at this yeah. point? Was it an Italian lira? Maybe it was before uh, the euro. Couldn't t- oh, was it? Okay, great. Yeah. Hmm. Well, this is, yeah, it could be a translation thing. I suppose. Mm. Don't think I'm buying him for work, monkey. I only want his skin, monkey. <laughs> It looks very tough and I can use it to make myself a drumhead, monkey. <laughs> I belong to a musical band in my village and I need a drum, monkey. <laughs> Why is the idea of him being in a band flipping hilarious? <laughs> dum, 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 dum. 
<laughs> Imagine being in Pinocchio's position and hearing someone say that. Oh no, I don't need all of him. I just need his skin. That's a gulp moment. Yeah. But yeah. I like to think I like to think he started off as an inanimate object. I'd like to think he was sentient for the rest of time as this drum. As like, a drum. Oh yeah, yeah, no! Yeah. He's coming again. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh no, he's doing the planets. Uh. It's the start of like boom 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 boom. <laughs> Forevermore being repetitively banged. It's <laughs> <laughs> the way I want to go. We've we've I've, we've lost David now. I think keep reading, <laughs> keep reading. Okay, Let's I'll just move carry. on. Fine. <laughs> oh dear. I leave it to you, my dear children, to picture to yourself the great pleasure with which Pinocchio heard that he was to become a drumhead. As soon as the buyer had paid the four cents, the donkey changed hands. His new owner took him to a high cliff overlooking the sea, put a stone around his neck tied a rope to one of his hind feet and gave him a push and threw him into the water. <laughs> oh, okay, some quite sadistic laughter going on. I'm sorry, but why is Cliff the funniest way to slaughter an animal? <laughs> The idea of, like, I want to make a curry tonight. Let's bring the cow up, push him off a cliff. <laughs> but we live in Birmingham. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> it's like medieval oh witch trials. It's so good. It's so good. Like, in what world would that make logical sense? Like, because you didn't have to go and find the drowned sunken well exactly i thought it was gonna be like the nice thing of like oh i want you to have a nice view like this is the last thing you're gonna see while you're alive not like you're gonna just push him off a cliff with a weight (laughs) around his neck oh oh that's just brilliant pinocchio sank immediately and his new master sat on the cliff waiting for him to drown (laughs) so as to skin him and make himself a drumhead the skin End of bloated. chapter. <gasps> oh, that was a good one. In what world does that make sense? If you skin an animal, you normally just go, you know, quick knife, hang him up, skin's off, done. Does he think? Does he think this is what halal is? I don't. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's honestly bizarre, but I'm all for it because it's flipping hilarious. It's bonkers. It's actual madness. I, I feel like there's something about Pinocchio being in the sea that's necessary for the next part of the story. Yeah. So I'm feeling like this, this, this logic is purely to move the story where he wants it to go rather than actually because it makes sense. There's still Mega Shark out there somewhere, isn't there? Oh, yes, there is. I now know that this author did not. I think he maybe knew what the elements were, but I don't think he like planned the chapter by chapter. No, he just went off on a tangent. He went, "Oh no, that, that'll work. finish it." Like, yeah. and I am, I'm further away from 
yeah. these these ends meeting. Maybe it's a bit like Game of Thrones. Like they're like, right, we have we've only got a season. We've only got two seasons to to wrap this up. But we're in a place which is nowhere near, nowhere nearer to the ending. So let's just go bonkers. Let's and face so it. So far fetched. That's pretty much what George R. Martin did with Daenerys. Oh yeah, he took this benevolent leader all the way up to a cliff. And then made her crazy and pushed her off of it. That's basically what he did, like metaphorically to that character. And that's what makes this so funny because it is literally just a writer completely betraying a character. I mean, at least in this case, it's a small one that we've met for two pages, not one that's been in, you know, a series of books all the way since the beginning. But you've betrayed the logic and the mental capacity of a character just to further a plot point. And it's just kind of like, it's it's lazy writing. Where are the morals now? Like Yeah, exactly. Like, They've uh, gone out yeah. the window. Is it, now this is what's going to happen. I'm like, well, it, it's, it's not quite that bad. Like, if you're bad at school... It's quite bad, but it's not that bad. Like, it is redeemable. <laughs> See, what's coming to my head is, like, if you're bad at school and you don't study kids, watch out, you'll end up being a performer. <laughs> <laughs> being some, like, donkey-ass with ribbons in your hair performing for kids. Pinocchio's next profession could be in cyber. <laughs> Can someone please design a like Pinocchio in a tutu. Let's do one of those. With the HM government advert. Uh, whenever you're, if you're listening to us in the future, it was during the pandemic of getting yeah. people to retrain. Um, but yeah, that, like there's that ballerina. We wanted to get it retrained. It could be the, could because... be the classic. Fatima's next job could be as a drum skin. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sadistic government. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that advert was so stupid. Whoever greenlit that needs like their marketing degree taken off of them, really. <laughs> yeah. That was such a poor, poor decision. Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of poor decisions, um, I feel like this book is just like, I don't know, some Full kind of, of formalised version of his dream journal. And, mm. uh, and, and somebody decided it would be a good idea to publish it. Yeah, it's, it's we, we then thought it would be a good idea to read it. And actually, so far, we're not disappointed. No, no I've... I've laughed on this episode probably more than ever. <laughs> I, uh, that cliff, that cliff really tickled me. Well, we're, 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 we don't quite end on a cliffhanger because, you know, he was thrown into the sea, but... Mini blub, mini blub, mini blub. What, what is happening? What is happening? happening? What is happening? The dude that bought the donkey loses him in the ocean. So I think, I reckon that might be mentioned. And... Pinocchio sees, as he is descending to the seabed from afar, the silhouette of a gigantic sea creature. Pinocchio is swallowed by a big fish and reunited with his dad, Geppetto, who in his rowboat was also swallowed. All right, then. Uh, So um, I think, David, you can have a third of a point. Oh That's God. pretty good. I must have nearly two points in total. <laughs> After this many weeks, having that little amount of points is so <laughs> funny. <laughs> and Matt, I think you can clean up with uh, with a half. Oh, <gasps> well, there's only so many more things that can happen ooh, at this juncture. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> you're in, you're in it now because chapter 34's mini blurb reads: Pinocchio is thrown into the sea 
eaten by fishes and becomes a marionette once more. As he swims to land, he is swallowed by the terrible shark. Yes! <laughs> We've earned the this. terrible shark. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, hang on. He's eaten by fishes. So like what? Uh, like a, a swarm of piranha or something have come, stripped his bones, and it turns out that actually he was just a puppet inside a donkey skin, <laughs> not actually turned into a donkey. Like, what? So actually, the skinning process by the previous guy would have been liberating. For yeah, exactly. He would have just been turned back into Pinocchio again. Yeah. Oh, this is idiotic. Let's go for it. Go for it. Okay. I tell you what would have been great, though, if like, 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 a, like birthing a cow, like Pinocchio had have been birthed out of his own body. <laughs> well, like Ace Ventura donkey. in Nature Calls just pushed out the rear end. So he is a donkey and he's living donkey. And then he's like birthed out of the donkey's, you know, butt. And then it just like, he just got, just sort of flops out. And then he's like, I've yeah, been born like from myself. That would have been cool. Yeah, he's going to be covered in like placenta. Oh, yeah. he just wears the skin as a cloak or something. Oh, lovely. Delicious. Yeah, chapter, last chapter. <laughs> Geppetto eats it because he's a Scientologist. So yeah. on that oh. delicious, delicious note, chapter 34. Down into the sea, deeper and deeper sank Pinocchio. And finally, after 50 minutes of waiting, the man on the cliff said to himself, By this time, my poor little lame donkey must be drowned. Monkey! (laughs) I love adding stuff (laughs) instead of consonants. It just helps. Up with him! And then I can get to work on my beautiful drum, monkey. (laughs) He pulled the rope with which he had tied to Pinocchio's leg, pulled and pulled, and at last he saw appear on the surface of the water. Can you guess what? Instead of a dead donkey, he saw a very much alive marionette, wriggling and squirming like an eel. That's lazy. It just happened, and we're just supposed to accept it. We didn't see it. We didn't see the magic. I'm going to turn this table over. <laughs> Please don't. I'm so upset. Yeah, it's just really bad. He is just like, oh, I've got three <laughs> chapters left. Just got to start wrapping this up. I don't care how ridiculous the book is. That that would never be allowed in any children's novel ever now. No. Even, like, even even with nonsense, it's got some mm-hmm. sort of, like... Logic. Well, I was thinking like maybe the reason he got turned into a donkey was because he was lazy and he never did anything. And that would include he never washed himself. And so if he'd been someone who took regular showers, he would never have turned into a donkey in the first place. So when he falls into the sea, it's like he's he's finally learning how to take care of himself. It seems to me like you're basically saying all of his body hair was just because he was sticky from lack of washing and dirt (laughs) stuck to him. (laughs) I mean, now that I've said it out loud, I feel like my argument doesn't hold water so uh, let's move on seeing that wooden marionette the poor man thought he was dreaming and sat there with his mouth wide open and his eyes popping out of his head gathering his wits together he said Uh, and the donkey I threw into the sea monkey (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) I feel like you're really enjoying the monkeys there so funny. I, I am that donkey, answered the marionette, laughing. You, monkey. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Ah, you little cheat monkey! Are you poking fun at me, monkey? <laughs> poking fun at you? Not at all, dear master. I am talking seriously. But then, how is it that you, who a few minutes ago were a donkey, are now standing before me a wooden marionette? Monkey! Good question. <laughs> Very good question. <laughs> yeah, I'm really looking forward to this explanation. I'm all in. this guy wooden tyke. He's going to dig. Let's see how he digs himself out of this hole. It may be the effect of salt water. The sea is fond of playing these tricks. Be careful, marionette. Be careful, monkey. (laughs) Don't laugh at me, monkey. War be to you if I lose my patience, monkey. Well then, my master... Do you want to know my whole story? Oh, I really hope he doesn't tell us. Oh, did, we didn't we make a joke ages ago that the last chapters of yeah. this book is just going to be him boringly telling us the whole story of the I'm book? I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. Untie my leg and I can tell it to you better. The old fellow, curious to know the true story of the marionette's life, immediately untied the rope which held his foot. Pinocchio, feeling free as a bird in the air, began his tale. Know then, that once upon a time I was a wooden marionette, just as I am today. One day I was about to become a boy, a real boy, but on account of my laziness and my hatred of books and because I listened to bad companions, I ran away from home. One beautiful morning I awoke to find myself changed into a donkey, long ears, grey coat, even a tail. What a shameful day for me. I hope you will never experience one like it, dear master. I was taken to the fair and sold to the circus owner who tried to make me dance and jump through the rings. One night during the performance I had a bad fall and became lame. Not knowing what to do with a lame donkey, the circus owner sent me to the marketplace and you bought me. Indeed I did, monkey. And I paid four cents for you, monkey. Now, who will return my money to me, monkey? But why did you buy me? You you bought me to do me harm, to kill me, to make a drumhead out of me. Indeed I did, monkey. And now, where shall I find another skin, monkey? (laughs) Never mind, dear master, there are so many donkeys in this world. Tell me, impudent little rogue... Does your story end here, monkey? One more word, answered the marionette, and I am through. After buying me, you brought me here to kill me. But feeling sorry for me, you tied a stone to my neck and threw me to the bottom of the sea. That was very good and kind of you to want me to suffer as little as possible, and I shall remember you always. Sorry, drowning, one of the worst ways to die. Right. Sorry, that's not that's not a nice way to die. No. There's a reason that after like the Grand National at Aintree, when sadly horses have to be killed, which is just obscene, they don't go up to Southport and throw them off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Just like the cliffs of Dover, just all these horses just like <laughs> We've gone down a really dark path here, just watching uh, horses plummet to their death. But it's not our fault. <laughs> it's not our fault. It's the author's fault. We'll blame him, yeah. 
And apparently this is mercy, according to him. Yeah. And now my fairy will take care of me, even if you... Your fairy, monkey? Who, <laughs> who is she, monkey? She is my mother. And like all mothers who love their children, she never loses sight of me, even though I do not deserve it. And today, this good fairy of mine, as soon as she saw me in danger of drowning, sent a thousand fishes to the spot where I lay. They thought I was really a dead donkey and began to eat me. What great bites they took! One ate my ears, another my nose, a third my neck and my mane. Some went at my legs and some at my back. And among the others, there was one tiny fish, so gentle and polite that he did me the great favor of eating even my tail. From now on, monkey, said the man, horrified, I swear I shall never again taste fish, monkey. How I should enjoy opening a mullet or a white fish just to find the tail of a dead donkey, monkey. I think as you do, answered the marionette, laughing. Still, you must know that when the fish finished eating my donkey coat, which covered me from head to foot, they naturally came to the bones, or rather, in my case, to the wood. For as you know, I am made of very hard wood. It was literally that. He was a marionette inside a donkey skin. Yep, 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 yep. After the first few bites, those greedy fish found out that the wood was not good for their health. And afraid of indigestion, they turned and ran here and there without saying goodbye or even as much as thank you to me. Here, dear master, you have my story. You now know why you found a marionette and not a dead donkey when you pulled me out of the water. I laugh at your story, monkey, cried the man angrily. I know that I spent four cents to get you and I want my money back, monkey. Do you know what I can do? I'm going to take you to the market once more and sell you as dry firewood, monkey. Very well, sell me. I am satisfied, said Pinocchio. But as he spoke, he gave a great leap and dived into the sea, swimming away as fast as he could, crying out, laughing. Goodbye, master. If you ever need a skin for your drum, remember me. Oh, cheeky blighter. <laughs> I hope he's flipping him off as he's like... Yeah. <laughs> he swam on and on. After a while, he turned around again and called louder than before. Goodbye, master. If you ever need a piece of good dry firewood, remember me! In a few seconds, he had gone so far he could hardly be seen. All that could be seen of him was a very small black dot moving swiftly on the blue surface of the water. A little black dot, which now and then lifted a leg or an arm in the air. One would have thought that Pinocchio had turned into a porpoise playing in the sun. After swimming for a long time, Pinocchio saw a large rock in the middle of the sea, a rock as white as a marble. High on the rock stood a little goat, bleating and calling. 
<laughs> How is there a goat on a tiny little island, rock island, How in the did middle he get of here? the sea? <laughs> I don't know. I imagine this goat's cross-eyed. Do you know what I mean? I just <laughs> <laughs> maybe um maybe Sarah Millican the pigeon dropped him off. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Bleating and calling and beckoning to the marionette to come to her. There was something very strange about that little goat. Her coat was not white or black or brown as that of any other goat, but azure, a deep, brilliant colour that reminded one of the hair of the lovely maiden. It's the fairy. Pinocchio's heart beat fast, and then faster and faster. He redoubled his efforts and swam as hard as he could toward the white rock. He was almost halfway over, when suddenly a horrible sea monster stuck its head out of the water, an enormous head with a huge mouth wide open, showing three rows of gleaming teeth, the mere sight of which would have filled you with fear. Do you know what it was? That sea monster was no other than the enormous shark, which has often been mentioned in this story, and which, on account of its cruelty, had been nicknamed the Attila of the Sea by both fish and fishermen. Poor Pinocchio. The sight of that monster frightened him almost to death. He tried to swim away from him, to change his path, to escape, but that immense mouth kept coming nearer and nearer. I'm assuming it's the fairy, right? So we should do March Simpson as a goat. Yes. yes. <laughs> easy, easy, easy. <laughs> Can she start with a goat scream as well? Okay, yeah, yeah. okay. Like, like the Taylor Swift video. When yes. It like... <laughs> that. I mean, that is funny. That is funny. That's the sheep screaming. Oh, good. So that's what I mean. Yeah, to imagine like you know you're like no, don't don't get eaten, and then do your line. Okay. <laughs> Was that it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Aston Pinocchio, I beg you. <laughs> Bleated the little goat on the high rock. And Pinocchio swam desperately with his arms, his body, his legs, his feet. <laughs> Quick, Pinocchio, the monster is coming nearer. Pinocchio swam faster and faster and harder and harder. Faster, Pinocchio, the monster will get you. There he is. There he is, quick, quick, or you are lost. (laughs) Pinocchio went through the water like a shot, swifter and swifter, Taylor Swifter. (laughs) (laughs) He came close to the rock. The goat leaned over and gave him one of her hooves to help him out of the water. Alas, it was too late. The monster overtook him and the marionette found himself in between the rows of gleaming white teeth. Only for a moment, however, for the shark took a deep breath and as he breathed, he drank in the marionette as easily as he would have sucked an egg. Then he swallowed him so fast that Pinocchio, falling down into the body of the fish, lay stunned for half an hour. When he recovered his senses... The marionette could not remember where he was. 
Around him, all was darkness, a darkness so deep and so black that for a moment he thought he had put his head into an inkwell. He listened for a few moments and heard nothing. Once in a while, a cold wind blew on his face. At first, he could not understand where that wind was coming from, but after a while he understood that it came from the lungs of the monster. If it's got lungs, then it must be a mammal. It can't be a shark. That's a good point. Yeah. Sharks of gills. That's a very good point. I forgot to tell you that the shark was suffering from asthma. So that what... is <laughs> 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 an asthmatic shark. Suddenly, like, I feel like this, this mega shark has vulnerabilities. Like, that's really, like, humanising and kind of quite touching. It's You're like a big oh. marine inhaler. Like. Yeah, he just... <laughs> You're like, he's just misunderstood. <laughs> Whenever he breathed, a storm seemed to blow. Pinocchio at first tried to be brave, but as soon as he became convinced that he was really and truly in the shark's stomach, he burst into sobs and tears. Help! Help! he cried. Oh, poor me! Won't someone come to save me? And then a rough voice speaks out of the darkness. He's described as a poor tunny. So we need a rough voice for a for a tunny. So it's a it's a fish. It's a it's a tuna fish. That's right, and it says a rough voice like a guitar out of tune. That is the description. Okay, so we've got a musical one. <laughs> can you can you do an impression of someone that's like really flat? So basically, you want me to be going consistently out of key. Yeah. If it's rough, then make it like a drunk singing. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like that kind of roughness to it. I want to go home. <laughs> I'm tired and I want to go to bed. I'll do, yeah. it like, I'll do it like, what's his name? Shane McGowan from, uh, from the, from the Pope. Christmas, I love you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there boy? said a rough voice like a guitar out of tune. Who is talking? asked Pinocchio, frozen with terror. It is a poor Tony swallowed by the shark and a sail over you. What kind of fish are you? I have nothing to do with fishes. I am a marionette. If you're not a fish, then why do you let this monster swallow you? I didn't let him. He chased me and swallowed me without even a buyer leave. And now, what are we to do here in the dark? Wait until the shark has digested us both, I suppose. But I, I don't want to be digested said Pinocchio, starting to sob. Neither do I, sir, said the tunny. But I am wide enough to think that one is born a fish. It is more dignified to die underwater than in the frying pan. What nonsense, cried Pinocchio. Mine is an opinion, replied the tunny. And opinion should be respected. But I want to get out of this place. I I want to escape, 
Go if you can. Is this shark that has swallowed us very long? Asked the marionette. His body, not counting the tail, is almost a mile long. While talking in the darkness, Pinocchio thought he saw a faint light in the distance. What can that be? he said to the tunny. Some other poor fish waiting as patiently as we to be digested by the shark. I want to see him. He may be an old fish, but may know some way to escape. I wish you all a good luck, dear Marionette. Goodbye, Tunny. Goodbye, Marionette, and good luck. <laughs> <laughs> when shall I see you again? Oh no, that is You're both better. stuck in a shark. <laughs> <laughs> when will I see you again? I don't know, probably in 10 minutes when I turn around and walk back here. Like, what are you on about? They're not like at the airport going to upper sides of the world. Like, Or they'll just see each other at the shark digestion reunion. You know? Well, exactly. Yeah. In the, in the small, in, yeah. Oh. Uh, small uh, intestine. Buffet mixer. I don't know. <laughs> buffet mixer. <laughs> Who knows? It is better not to think about it. (laughs) (laughs) I like that you just fell asleep. (laughs) Yeah. End of chapter. The fairy was rubbish then. It was like, oh, don't do it. I'm magical, but I'm a goat. Yeah, I'm going to use my powers to turn myself into a helpless goat while you get eaten by a (laughs) shark. Why not a bright blue dragon who could swoop down, you know? Yeah, something with wings. I like the idea that she can't control what she changes into. <laughs> um, it's something like that in um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. There's, the, there's the machine that it's just like it goes through yeah, all possible outcomes. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the random button, turns into a rubber duck. Yeah. 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 Yes. So that's her. She's like, oh, for goodness sake, I'm a pair of pants again. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, w- I, w- I, wanted, I wanted to be a sleek lioness, but yes. I'm now a sex toy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so frustrating, though, to have that kind of power and just have no control over it would be yeah. really annoying. Okay, let those predictions roll. Mini blub, mini blub, mini blub. What, what is happening? What is happening? happening? What is happening? <laughs> so I reckon the light is probably going to be Chepetto. I've been pitching Chepetto now for like six chapters to reunite. I'm like, this is the second from last chapter. This must be where he finally appears. So Pinocchio heads towards the light and discovers Chepetto sitting there. I don't know, eating fish that are around him or something. And they hatch a plan together to escape the shark. Okay. That was an important one to go first on. Pinocchio follows the light and it is the light at the end of the mouth of the shark. (laughs) That's the only thing I can do different. It was the anus. (laughs) if If the light is daylight of some sort, you can uh, you can say Geppetto's there as well. We'll both get the and same And I'm just going to say Geppetto, just out of context. Geppetto, so the, okay. <laughs> the, light is, the light is daylight, full stop, Geppetto. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. Exclamation mark. 
I don't know if you know that if you um, <clears throat> yeah on on Microsoft Excel, if you put in like uh, some things in the cell and it's like doesn't compute like the format of it, you get yeah no. Give you like give you like, like hashtag question mark star. You can both get that amount of points because I just don't know what to do with this mini blurb, which reads as follows. Oh my god! In the shark's body, Pinocchio finds whom? Read this chapter, my children, and you will know. <laughs> there was nothing. There was nothing there. All it contained was an annoying question. Yep. The only thing he needed to add at the end of that is a desperate please. Because that's basically what he's doing. Please keep reading my book. Please keep reading. You're almost there. <laughs> so I hope someone pushes him off a cliff. Yeah, I know. I, I do feel like, as, as we've, I think we've said before with Peter Pan, that the art of like book writing has definitely been perfected since this period. Yeah, because you can't change lanes in terms of the way you're going to choose your narrator's voice. Yeah. That's just like... Okay, like you learn that in yeah. Okay, you're gonna write a short story. Okay, are you gonna write it in first person or third person? Yeah. Is it happening now or in the past? Yes. Are you passive or active in terms of your relationship as the author with the flipping audience and not changing it every now and again? And I'm yeah. a bit emotional now <laughs> at this point in time. <laughs> I feel a table flip coming. <laughs> the vitriol and the rage. There's too much stuff on it. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, on the plus side, boys, we've only got to deal with this author for one more week now. Just two one more little more chapters week. to go. There we are. Mm-hmm. So if you have any opinions or thoughts on this chapter, you can message us on thelazybookclub at gmail.com. Or should the blue fairy transform herself into a blue little bird that tweets <laughs> on Twitter, you can do so on at lazybookclubpod. Take a picture. Put it on Instagram. <laughs> Tag the Lazy Book Club at lazybookclubpod. It's worth a thousand words, apparently. <laughs> apparently. Yeah. Also, dr- leave a review, and even even if you haven't listened to the podcast for more than one episode, say profoundly amazing things. Yeah, and leave that'd be stars. nice. Five stars, five stars. Five star review. Five stars. Whatever it is, because we need more of them. And tell your Otherwise, grand. we won't get sponsored by things like Freedom. <laughs> or BG, BG Tips. tips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they do online sponsorship anyway. It's always like HelloFresh and like yeah. The Economist. I don't think anyone's yeah. going to be interested. We're not going to link with any products at all. No, I think the Penniless Bookshop, there's, there's only one of them in the world and it's in a small rural village in Cheshire. And yeah. they've decided to delve into audio marketing for some bizarre reason in the vague hope that people will flock. <laughs> so if that's you get in touch <laughs> so if you want to find out what the big question is all about for this next chapter tune in next week we'll see you there bye bye, bye. I was thinking something along the lines of like Brian Blessed, like someone who's just life is just making a spectacle. I was okay. <laughs> I was like, imagine what it'd be like to live with Brian Blessed, you know, like people. Oh, you hard. must need earplugs, surely. Yeah. yeah. I told you I wanted to not share my personal. <laughs> it's got a bit X Factor there, but. <laughs>
This speech was grated by my... It wasn't grated. It <laughs> wasn't grated. <laughs> That's because I've just been eating cheese. That's <laughs> You're very grateful. <laughs> oh. Tally-ho!